Hey guys, before we get started, our guest Moy just had some really awesome words that he wanted to share with y'all. So here he goes. Hey, what's up everybody? Um, yeah, Joseph and I just want to take a minute, uh, since we talk about music pretty often and music is important to us. Um, over the weekend, um, there was an unfortunate event that happened at Astroworld uh, in Houston, Texas, um, where... Uh, you know, lots of people got excited going to a concert. You got a Travis Scott headlining uh, act. And, uh, you know, by the decision of, of a couple of few, um, there were uh, casualties during the event. Just, you know, um, just grievances to everyone impacted. Um, music is important to, to, uh, to all of us, really. And uh, when we go to shows and stuff and when stuff like this happens, you know, yeah, we can talk about the the responsibility of the artist or the responsibility of of security or the logistics of the place but ultimately i think we all share a responsibility of how we want those types of events to 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 be like and what we want to experience and um it you know just just really is heartbreaking to hear about stuff like this because i love going to shows so much and um you know it 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 really puts things in perspective but you know just wanted to uh bring this up to uh, condolences for anyone impacted and a reminder to all of us that you know we uh, partake in this experience as a collective and its responsibility uh, is also falls on us on how we want you know things like that to be yeah well said dude Oh, hey, what's up? Welcome to Level Exchange. New stuff is over there. Staff Rex along the back wall. Yeah, dude, so fucking Last Night in Soho is the scariest Doctor Who episode I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well put. Well put. It was quite the trip, man. I saw the, the warning for strobe lights, but Edgar Wright should have warned, hey, if you like the 11th Doctor, maybe don't go see this movie. <laughs> a lot of that. A lot of messing with uh, your pupils and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you, like, read into it before you went to go see it? Or, like, no. did you go into it pretty blind? I went pretty blind. Like, I mean, any Edgar Wright movie I'm going to go see. Like, you know that. that yeah. I've just loved all of his movies so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and man. every movie, this one included now that I've seen it, each one just gets yeah. better and better. Yeah. So, as soon as I heard he was coming out with a new movie I was in, and then I saw the trailer, and I was, all right, double in. I Once know. I saw that it was... Uh, What's her name from Queen's Gambit? Yeah, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this movie was supposed to come out, like, two years ago, man. So I remember reading about this a little bit ago, and I was like, oh, I'm so pumped. Like, we get another Edgar Wright movie. Like, it's going to be dope. But obviously, you know, worldwide pandemic has pushed <laughs> a bunch of stuff back. Yeah. But we get it now. We get it right before Halloween, and I think that was very fitting. Yeah, dude. What was your favorite part of it? I... Ah, dude, I, I'm going to have to say the music. Yeah. Uh, I think it was spot on. It's classic Edgar Wright, you know? <laughs> right. Um, on the music side, there's a there's a scene. We're not going to, you know, spoil it or anybody, for anybody. But there's a scene where um, the characters are, like, at a like at a dance. And there's a sick 
a sample of uh, Happy House by uh, Susie and the Banshees. Mm -hmm. And it just sounds so good, dude. Like the kick drum at the beginning. I got to see this in uh, Dolby Cinema. I don't know uh, where you got to see it, somewhere cool, but the speaker setup on there was legit and it was really made for something like this. So it was really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah uh, I love the sound in it, dude. The sound design, like especially in a lot of those scenes where it's going in between the world and stuff and she's kind of like just, yeah, when it's like the different, when you're, when they're really obviously making the difference between which world they're in is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if any of those subtleties came through in that Dolby theater with their fucking 11 to one compression ratio. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to see it in a, in a fancy theater though. It was just an AMC theater. Okay, cool, cool. So when, when you got kids, it's, you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers, man. I'm lucky I got to go see it. In the you take what you get. <laughs> yeah. Right. We got a babysitter. Let's just get out to the closest movie theater. We can. Yeah. <laughs> That's understood, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, but he's just so good with, well, at least the last two movies, I think. I mean, I know Baby Driver didn't have like audio synced up throughout the whole thing, which is a complaint I've heard, but uh-huh. I thought it was really good. And like all the scenes with him have the music, obviously. So, and then yeah. I mean, this one just took it to that next level, too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Overall, I, I loved it. Um, I will say that uh, I was kind of expecting more like Edgar Wright tropes, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the visual gags, right? The, the, the specific amount of cutting. Like, I think he's learned a lot over his time making movies obviously and it all kind of comes together in this one but it is it's very subtle it's not like you know scott pilgrim in your face right like fast cuts fast jokes like it's it's a lot more deliberate almost uh and it's pacing Mm -hmm. uh but it's still like it still has that after right like you know touch and like visual style in a way totally Um, and i and i really like and the color was was awesome dude like just the neon and like the contrast and like the city lighting and stuff um it was very 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 nice to look at yeah yeah i mean i don't know shit about film but he makes me feel like i know like <laughs> i like this just makes sure that this is a good movie that i'm, that yeah. I'm watching for sure <laughs> on the on the audio side uh i'm not intelligent enough to scout this out myself i don't know if you noticed um but when i watched it the first time i went on reddit for a little bit just to see what people talked about and I didn't notice this until the second time that I went to go see the movie and then I, you know, knew about it on Reddit. So the first like 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes, the audio mix is only coming from the front speakers of the theater. Mm -hmm. So the dialogue and like everything, you know, that's happening is like just straight up at the front. And then there's a scene, you know, where she like pulls the covers over herself and it's sort of like, She's she's transitioning into, you know, like in her mind and stuff into this world, right? And there's a scene where the like right after that the camera pans in in nighttime London uh-huh. and you see like, you know, just the 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 city lights and the 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 like kind of theater uh billboards and and you hear the nightlife and then during that pan the audio uh, kicks in for the rest of the speakers like opens up. and so and then the movie they're on forward is actually using now all the speakers in the theater huh. so 
um, that was really cool. Like once you you know about that and you you keep an ear out for it, uh, it's really really cool. I didn't notice that, like at least not to that extent. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until, like I said, when she, when they kind of go into that other world and like Matt's Smith's voice in in that other world, yeah. the way that it's coming through and it sounds like double. I think yeah. that's like adds to what I heard because they definitely doubled it and had other stuff on like distortion and stuff on his voice. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I mean that's when the, the whole thing actually opens up. Yeah, that makes sense. Full that's, spectrum. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it again yeah. now to to pay and attention to that. It's kind of interesting because the first time I saw it, I thought like they, there was something a little off. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like kind of dull, or maybe it was. I, but I just thought it was a theater or something, you know. Yeah. But then, like it, it, you kind of the 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 visuals move along with the audio, and I thought that was really clever. Yeah, and that's it, it, it's nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think that I would say this, but it's actually got me more stoked for that new Game of Thrones spinoff that they have coming out with with Matt Smith in it. Oh hey, all right. Yeah, I need to you know jump on that bandwagon. Not really know about. Uh, you, I mean, you don't really because I like. I'll be the first one to tell you I, I'm not a big fan of it, and I mostly hate watched it throughout the entire the. At least what I watched, I caught up in like yeah. season six, and then I didn't like a lot of it. But yeah. uh, Matt Smith will be playing one of the coolest characters, so you could just watch, jump into hey. the the prequel, and they don't have yeah. any uh, source material that they're gonna bastardize. So okay, hey. might as well cool. jump in yeah. on there. So what have you been listening to, dude? Yeah, man. Um, The... Band that comes to mind, honestly, that I've had on repeat recently is this band called Clubs, uh, uh, or as pronounced in English, Clubs, I guess, because <laughs> yeah. they're from Mexico. <laughs> um, and that's with a Z at the end, too. Uh, so Clubs is a duo from Monterrey, Mexico, which is the uh, northern most populated city in Mexico. Um, and it has a, a very interesting history when it comes to just like just music in general um just real quick uh in the late 90s there was a sort of movement in monterrey called uh avanzada regia and what that was is a bunch of like underground rock bands started mixing sounds from the type of music you would listen to in monterrey growing up like you know in the 80s and stuff so it'd be like norteño music or you know because monterrey is so close to texas it would be like tejano music right so you'd have a really interesting blend of, of, of sound that came out of that time and uh, that carried into the 2000s. Um, and unfortunately, in the late 2000s, there was sort of like, you know, cartel activity and like all this stuff started happening in Mexico when it got pretty bad. So people weren't going out. Musicians weren't playing locally. And uh, once all of that started to uh, go like to resolve, basically, or get a little better, um, you have this kind of surge in, in music again. And so you have bands that were locked up that whole time experimenting with music and, and doing a bunch of different stuff. And Gloobs is one of those bands that came out of, of sort of that movement, right? So um, Gloobs is, is just so funky, dude. Like, they're mixing, like, like synth pop with, like, new wave with, like, 
Uh, there's like some saxophones in there sometimes, and they're just they're just funky, bro. Like I just, it's a good nighttime drive, you know. Like roll the windows down, um, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. What track they got out lately? Um, they recently came out with a single called uh, Meteoro. Okay. Um, it's the, the latest one. Um, and yeah, it's funky as hell. Like <laughs> I don't know how yeah, else to put it. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Here, let's put this on. All right, cool. Sounds like uh, Mexican MGMT, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, dude, I like this. This is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I mean, I wish I wasn't such a bad Mexican and I knew Spanish. <laughs> I actually knew Spanish. Because I've, like, I've, get, I've been getting into a lot more Spanish-speaking acts. Um, yeah. Like Mon Lafert. I just found, I just found hey. that album. is That new album is awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Zinia um, Rubinos had a good album okay. that came out lately. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my dream woman, Natty Natasha. If you hey. haven't seen uh, her video for Sin Piyama with Becky G, dude, it'll make a man out of you. I, don't, I know you're, you're in your 30s, dude. Or I'm in my 30s anyway. That's when it made me a man out of me. You're in your late 20s, I think. But, uh, yeah, that, so, yeah, this is cool, dude. I need to, yeah, I, you need to teach me Spanish, man. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> um, yeah, but a lot of their stuff, you know, they uh, collaborate with, uh, like, other uh latin artists and stuff so they don't really like do vocals or anything they work on a lot of just the the mixing and the sampling and all the instruments but um yeah man but it's 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 good i i like them i like them a lot i think they're um they might spearhead sort of like the new sound coming from mexico um with uh there's a there's a lot of similar bands that are on the come up i guess and uh gloops is definitely one of those ones in the indies in the indie scene that are uh, moving it forward. Nice. You got some other yeah. names to look up for? Um, I would throw in uh, this band called Camilo Septimo. Uh, Camilo Septimo has been around almost around the same time. They're definitely more of a like a traditional rock band, um, but uh, they're also ones to experiment with like more electronic sounds in their music and um, also uh, putting out some some funky stuff. When I think of funky stuff, like I don't know, I think of like 
good bass lines. I think of like you know a synthy yeah. like background. You know, just like stuff that makes you want to like tap your foot or drive around at night or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Uh, you drive just can't soundtrack. Help. Yeah, like, if you're just sitting down, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you're sitting down. You just can't help but like move to it too. That's how yeah, I felt. Man. Yeah, that's how it feels listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. Sure. Um, what other albums do they have to check out? Like what? What would you recommend other than this track? Yeah, other than this track, uh, their most, uh, I guess, known album recently is called Destellos. Okay. This is the one that I listened to for the first time, um, and it's good. It came out uh, in 2018, so it's not uh, it's not that old. Um, I think it's their most polished sound, uh, just because you know they kind of started up early up uh, earlier in the in the 2010s and stuff, and then. Um, they kind of got their wind going and they put some stuff together and I think this was their their uh, most nice nice sounding album I guess <laughs> like, this is well put together um, and it's got all the bangers dude like all the songs that I play usually from them are on this album yeah um, and I think it's got their most popular song too which is called uh, Bup Scoodle. Number nine on the stadium on that album. So, right. cool. uh, yeah, this is this is a good place to start with them. Like if I'm gonna if I send anybody uh, this band, um, if I send anybody clubs, I'm sending them this album. Nice. All right, I gotta get to get on the pronunciation of that as I'm <laughs> as I'm doing it to people because I sound like such a at least I think I sound like such a dick whenever I try to speak Spanish. Um, you heard the new Circus Survive, dude? Yeah, man, I am into that too. Speaking yeah. about funky stuff, uh, I didn't think I would ever call Circus Survive uh, funky, I guess, but they have a track on uh, that EP they put out that's got a, a pretty gnarly baseline. Yeah, well, the, oh, so the album's called The Dream About Love, but yeah, it's so different yeah. from them, right? Yeah, 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 man, I fully agree. Uh, I wasn't expecting that either. Um, Especially from the first track, Imposter Syndrome came out, and Mm -hmm. it seemed like it would be more kind of atmospheric or, or like, rocky kind of, I mean, depressing lyric or, like, uh, (laughs) yeah, these just depressing, like, desolate lyrics, but the rest of the album does none of that. I mean, lyrically, (laughs) maybe, but the rest of it is pretty tender music. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, If you remember the second track on that, EP called Drift. Yeah. That's the one that I remember I played that in the background. I think it was like washing dishes or something. Mm-hmm. And the bass line came on and I'm like, dang, bro, like this is this is pretty this is groovy, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean in there too, in that that track specifically, their musicianship is like full on full display there too. The mm-hmm. the drum uh track or yeah, the drums right around like a minute and a half, dude. That that yeah. track is just rocking. I, I yeah, love yeah, the way yeah. that they kick in there and like work with the rest of the song. Forever. Seek what you need to keep together. Losing your focus in ten different ways. Tripping it out of pretending to 
just shows how good like Circus Survive is. For sure. Music, like music-wise, way I mean, way yeah. better than a lot of their peers, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, kind of uh, sort of rediscovering themselves in a way. And um, what do you think, man? Do you think this is like the you know a new sound to come, or like is this just like kind of like oh we're putting this out, we wanted to try some stuff, but you know. Yeah, That's kind of what it is. I don't know. I know you're definitely the bigger Circus Survive fan than I am because I've only really, like, I listen to On Letting Go and Jaterna, like, all the time. And mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. albums, like, I've maybe heard once or twice. Those two That's albums what are, everyone does. are the two <laughs> that, that I just love. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, um, what was the most recent one that came out? So the one right before that is called, uh, I want to say it's called The Amulet? That wasn't the one I heard. I think it was yeah. Blue Sky Noise was the one that I heard most recently. Bro, Blue Sky Noise is like, <laughs> and it's that coming was, up on 10 years old, bro. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it wasn't that one then. That was the they're, remastered they're doing, one. They're doing a 10-year anniversary tour on that. I'll let you know. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that one then. Maybe it was uh, The Amulet. The one before that one I'm looking at the artwork is why. The Census? Um, and the senses, uh, I like a lot, but it was probably a little bit under the radar. Uh, but that was like in the mid 2015, 2014. No, it was uh, the amulet. Sorry. I just yeah. did, like the artwork looked different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right they, you know, they change that up sometimes and stuff, but, um, uh, yeah, the amulet, uh, was the most recent one before this EP. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know, dude. What do you think? I I hope it is I hope it is sort of a you know a sound of punk to come and whatnot because um, I will say uh, the past couple of albums since Blue Sky Noise or um, sort of around that time like have sounded like consistent I guess to put mm. it nicely <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been consistently you know Circus Survive these past couple albums, right? And it's, it's, I mean, I don't blame you. You're not the first one that says like, oh, I really only listen to like Jaterna and stuff because I don't really pick up anything after. Because when you listen to albums after, like you're not really getting much of a difference other than just, you know, maybe like it's more melodic or yeah. um, it's more subdued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this is a, a quite the departure from the totally. past, even like two to three albums, I would say, that they've put out. So I welcome it. Um I'm down for them trying new stuff. I'm willing to go on that journey with them. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, like this doesn't sound like, you know, the back in the day. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, fans can sound the same forever, I guess. Right. And so um, I think as, as the audience, we should be at least open to trying things out with, with, with bands and stuff and being like, all right, like this is kind of, you know, interesting, but we're willing to go on this ride with you. And um, I, I feel that about Circus Survive. Totally. I mean, yeah, especially if it's new, like, mm-hmm. or especially if it's good, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would be one thing if they came out with this new sound and it sucked, be like, all right, guys, you tried, <laughs> but it's, re- I, I really like the, the EP for sure. Um, I was hoping it would be longer just cause I don't really like EPs that much, but I guess it's not that bad. It's like what, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like 20, 25. Yeah. I've actually listened to a lot of other albums that are probably around the same and they're like 12 tracks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting point. So this one's called, you said, uh, a dream about uh, love. A dream about love. So I yeah. don't know if you knew this, but um, Circus Survive albums are named after the artwork. So this dream about love is the name of the of the the painting you see on the cover. Okay. Jaterna is the name of that like you know the girl coming out of the graveyard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the artist's name uh, is Esau 
Andrews or Esau Andrews. I, I'm probably butchering that. Uh-huh. Uh, he is from Mesa, actually. Oh, nice. Mesa. But he does uh, all of the artwork? Yeah, he, d- he does all the artwork. He's done all the artwork from the inception of the band, basically. Um, and he moved to New York uh, when he was like in his 20s for, film sc- for uh, art school. And um, yeah, so the albums are named after the artwork. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Going back to like people experimenting and stuff, it's kind of something that that we talk about a lot here. Just like, especially with a lot of the new artists, like not really having any genre or anything, mm-hmm. like to define them like that. Have you heard uh, Turnstile? Mm-mm. So they're they're a hardcore band from Baltimore, and mm-hmm. their first album is like so hard. It sounds so fucking cool. And this new mm-hmm. one that they have, it's got like funk and like they break out into like these different little licks and stuff and like most of it mostly it's a hardcore punk album but then they'll they'll break into like these little things like there's one breakdown where they're uh singing sly and the family stone like i want to Mm -hmm. thank you for letting me be myself and like it just sounds cool dude like i've never really heard like bands like kind of at least punk bands like use a lot of stuff like that and then two or three of these guys I just found out, and it'll probably be featured on the new music section soon, uh, actually have a, a side project that's completely different. It's like the indiest, indiest rock that I've ever heard, that I've heard since, like, fucking Block Party, dude. It's crazy. But it's cool. Like, it's, awesome. it's super kind of, like, funky. I mean, way more than this, but, like, like it goes yeah. back to kind of a lot of those other, like, early aughts, or late aughts, like, early mm-hmm. 2010s indie bands. And, it, like, it, it, it reminds me a little bit more of Kloobs. And so yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, proud of you on that pronunciation. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try, dude. <laughs> you're, you're already improving, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? Nah, I didn't find anything today. All right, cool. Catch you later.